welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. Hey, what's up? It's been a while. And today I wanted to talk about um, something that is very close to my heart. Toxic parents and toxic family members, toxic people, manipulative people. Um, I will say that um, I won't talk about anything personally in my life. I feel like I just want to put that out, put this out generally to anybody who is suffering from toxic parents or toxic family or toxic friends even. Um, I just wanted to kind of tell you guys about the signs and everything and I will cite my sources in the description as always. So one of the signs of a toxic parent is that they're manipulative. They twist the truth, making it seem like you're the one that is at fault in any situation and making them look good. They gaslight, they they do all of these things in order to make you feel like it's your fault. They expose secrets in order to humiliate you to see whether what your reaction would be. Putting words in your mouth, uh, false promises, their love only lasts as long as you are useful to them. So basically you are a tool to them. They don't care anymore whenever you're not useful to them, so you don't hear from them, or they don't necessarily contact you, but then they also guilt trip you whenever they decide to contact you, like, oh, why haven't you done this? You know, why haven't you come and seen us and everything? And it kind of gives that very confused mentality to people who have actually gone through this. They blame you. Um, I can tell you many times that when it was just me and my certain family members that lived in the house, if they didn't do it, it must have been me. And they would assume, like, oh, Sarah, why, where'd you take this? Or, you know, what's going on? Why didn't you do this? Or why did you do that? Or why did you take this? And I'm like, I didn't take nothing. Maybe you just misplaced it, you know? So, make excuses to lash out at you. Um, meaning, they're constantly finding reasons or certain errors in order for them to be mad at you sometimes. Some people, some parents and some family members, they will actually find ways to um, create conflict just because they're bored or it's just a normal thing for them. Everything is your fault. You must have done it or you must have taken this. I had to kill a spider, so, um, excuse me. Uh, and the next one is that they're a happiness blocker, meaning... If you're always miserable around your parents, there's probably a reason. Maybe they put a damper on your accomplishments. Maybe they find a flaw in your accomplishments. Like, oh, I got this job promotion. And they say, well, you're not really good at that. Why did you get that job? Or, you know, something, something to make you as miserable as they are. Like, if you're doing good and they're not, you have to be miserable with them. It's a jealousy. 
It's also, you know, if you dread seeing them or you're angry whenever they call or talk to them, immediately you're just angry and irritated, maybe they're a happiness blocker. Maybe they're a toxic parent. That they're unstable, they have very weak boundaries with you. Another one is they have certain expectations of you that kind of are erratic. I know a family member that wants me to text them right away whenever they um, text me. I'm like, if I'm busy, I'm not gonna stop everything just to text. Let's you do as you please, but lash out when it becomes a problem. So I've never really experienced this in my family. It's always been a very limiting and very strict parenthood. One thing that I could say with this is that like if they end up saying, oh, well, I don't care, you can you can do this, then they end up going back and saying, well, no, you can't do this because it's, it's just become more of an irritating problem to them. Them going back on like them allowing you to do something, that kind of confuses the child. It confuses certain kids with certain boundaries like that, and that's what they were talking about. Um, overly critical and mean an accomplishment or you know if you've done good and you've come second when you used to be like fifth that's not enough for them why weren't you first why didn't you do this and um, they always strive for perfection that's one thing that in a paper or I've kind of suffered Within my life, perfection is not attainable. And they won't even say that it's perfection. They will say, oh, well, no, you just gotta do it right. Well, what's right in their eyes might not be right for you. Or they prey on your insecurity. If you feel like you're too fat or you're too, you know, you're, yeah, too much acne or so something like that. They'll say, oh, you need to lose weight, or oh, you should have this size of pants, and not letting you love yourself in your own skin. Meaning, like, like I said, they, they find small errors, or they small, they small, they find small mistakes. They highlight your flaws. There have been so many times where my family would be like, oh, you shouldn't wear those pants, or oh, you... You know, your acne's really bad today, and I would be in an appointment with somebody and that they're sitting there telling me that. This makes people think that they're not good enough. It makes kids think that they're not good enough, that they need to take care of themselves so much to the point where it becomes a chore instead of something that is a self-love thing. Another one is one of the some signs of a toxic home traits of a toxic home. Some t some of these toxic traits can be in certain families or be in certain homes and be in certain people, but some others might not be. So you feel invisible. One of them is like your parents are too busy or they can't spend time with you. There's no communication and that makes kids feel like they're isolated. They feel like their needs aren't important, that they're unheard, that their voice doesn't matter. Being created in their image and not your own. And um, another one, of course, is that they are abusive 
in any way, physical, verbal, or emotional. And that can be very wounding to children, especially because they end up being self-isolated, low self-esteem, and even, you know, they can even go through suicidal thoughts and tendencies. And it is ugly what uh, children really go through. Um, They feel invisible. They don't feel like they can talk to their parents saying like, hey, I don't feel like I'm a part of the family. I don't feel very important. They can't necessarily talk to their parents this way because they're either too busy or too distracted to, to do so. And um, another one is guilt. Or not guilt, sorry, pressure. <laughs> Inflicting guilt upon your child. Guilt trips. I have suffered so many guilt trips, it's insane. In my family. Another one is inflicting fear or worry. Their worry kind of projects upon you and then you end up not necessarily thinking that it's normal, but you end up taking that trait and you end up kind of inheriting that and you end up worrying yourself. And uh, some of like the pressure Um, Like, why bother trying? Some kids might have their parents who have such unrealistic expectations for them to be the best and act the best and look the best and everything that they have failed so many times in their parents' eyes that they don't even bother trying to, you know, try again. And, and see if they're the best for themselves. I know I've talked about worry uh, in a past podcast where I've said that my family like runs on worry. I come from a family of worry warts. I come from a family where if you are if you sneeze in a room, they're like, "Oh, are you sick? Are you okay?" And it it makes people immediately worry. Like, oh, oh, Sarah's, you know, not feeling right. Or, you know, something like that. Their expectations, unrealistic standards, everything like that. And sometimes children feel misunderstood. This is something that I've felt all of my life, not just in my home. They think that you're too dramatic, you know, when you actually do express yourself. You feel like no one understands. You feel like no one in your family understands you. You feel like um, you feel like no one cares because no one takes you seriously because you're always expressing yourself in a way that they don't necessarily seem they don't necessarily believe is normal. And I don't really think that they realized that at all. But no one takes your feelings seriously. They're not necessarily supportive. There are some family members that aren't supportive of what I do um, with painting or singing. Certain hobbies like that, if they are, they've never say something that you don't like. You're too fat to wear that or that doesn't look good on you. And like even in other serious situations, like that they they are unsympathetic, they are unapologetic of what they say and what they do. It depends on what your work you give and not who you are. 
your parents come to you whenever they want something. Not even just your parents, maybe just like your family members. If they seem nice to you out of nowhere, they might actually just want you for something. Expressed that to me. They're unsympathetic whenever they they're manipulative, making you think that I don't know. How do I <laughs> How do I explain this? This is kind of hard to explain. When they're manipulative and they they want something from you, meaning like they may be guilt-tripping you in a certain way into thinking that you have to do this for them because, oh, well, what if you need our help one day? What's going to happen then? Experienced in my life is a building up and constant tearing down. So after you help this person, Loki, what are you doing? He is, he is clawing at my fan. Loki! I'm distracted. <laughs> Constant building up and tearing down. After you help them, they, they say positive things to you, but then after that deed is done, it goes back to the negativity. The example would be, oh, I'm so proud that you got into school and decided to do this. And I'm so glad that you're making something of yourself. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. And then they turn around and maybe even say something behind your back saying that you'll never make money from that job. I find that pretty petty. And this is another thing that I've... Another is that they make you feel forced into spending time with them. You feel constantly suffocated when you're around them. I've constantly always kind of alienated myself when it came to being around certain family members just because the environment was very not okay. And I felt that in my own emotions and in my own mind. It's not fun being around people like that. So, some people end up feeling like there's a sense of abandonment in certain families, and they feel like you're abandoning them, and you have to lie in order to even take a breather from their negativity. Another is power politics. Uh, for one, you're the pawn. I think this is kind of um, pointed to, like, divorced parents where they use certain children like their children for leverage against the other parent in order to play good parent bad parent sort of thing like if your mom says oh your dad is terrible you feel like there's no choice but to spend time with them because they ask like oh why aren't you spending time with us we miss you but then when they come when you come over, they're like, why aren't you doing this for yourself? Why aren't you, why don't you have a job? Why don't you have a better job? Why aren't you earning this much money on towards you, basically? And um, they're trying to project their opinion as a, the good opinion, and you have to take that opinion, basically. Instead of actually making up your own mind about your father or mother's real self. So, it creates a very unstable environment. Very, um, 
you shouldn't be talking to him or you I don't I don't want you seeing him and stuff like that they kind of push their confused children they feel like sometimes that that that's their fault that you know their parents divorced another sign is that you're unhappy around them this is this is something that I've experienced in my life constantly it's the constant norm for you know you being unhappy around your mom or your dad or your family members it's okay to be unhappy sometimes it's it's okay to feel sad I, I know we all have bum days where we feel bummed out and sad so but if it's a constant norm where it is they all constantly turn a good thing into a bad thing there's overwhelming negativity there's it's just unfair for you to be in that environment they'll, they'll find one pin askew and then everything comes crashing down they can't be happy so why should you so if you're happy you should be unhappy or if you're happy and they're unhappy you should be unhappy too and they're very resentful with that. Sometimes they can be jealous as well. Um, in very rare cases, sometimes parents... Normal for you to feel downcast, dejected, rejected, sad around your family, then that's probably a sign of them being toxic. Touchy? I don't want to talk about it. But sometimes a parent will get jealous of, you know, their child's success. And they will try to copy what they've done, like their hair dye, or go to a certain place where mimic certain things from their children. And uh, I've experienced that in my life. I won't go into it just because it's you've planned to go. Try to have a constant competition unspoken competition with you and that is also a very toxic parent you don't want to be in competition with your mother or your father I don't feel like that's okay I feel like you should encourage your children even if you feel like you wish you could have experienced that that they're experiencing if you want to go ahead and do it don't do it because you be God. <laughs> don't do it just because you want to see your children unhappy because you're doing it basically um, don't do it because you're jealous don't do it out of jealousy it's very obvious that some parents do this out of jealousy um, so this ends up giving children a lot of problems psychologically, their psychological scars, therapy, and can take a very long time to heal, and it would take psychological trauma that if your only choice is to cut out those toxic people, even your parents and family members don't feel guilty in doing so. If it is in your mental health on the line, cut them out. Because your self-preservation is a whole lot more important than everybody else's. 
a toxic family will make you feel like you should start thinking of others instead of thinking of yourself, they will constantly find a negative in your positive. And uh, setting boundaries with your family members is incredibly healthy, and I highly recommend it. Sometimes it's not as blunt, sometimes, most of the time, parents will use a subtle way of making children feel bad by saying certain things or things around this these statements like you're you're ugly, you're too fat, you're too short. I'm going to go down the list of what toxic parents are usually saying to their children. I've heard a statement like, "Oh, that top makes you look pregnant." And I, I was actually feeling myself. I looked cute that day. And it just kind of... This kind of develops physical insecurity, body image problems, and even eating disorders in children. You might, like, self-love plummet. Provocative questions towards actions. Like, why do you act so weird? Why do you act so silly? Why are you wearing that? Or... Are you crazy? I've heard that one constantly. Parents should teach their kids to love themselves no matter how they look. So, there you go, parents. I've heard, why aren't you wearing something nicer? Why don't you brush your hair? Or, why do you always look like that? You know, like, I was a tomboy growing up, so... And one of the reasons was, is because I was dressed for church till I was 11 years old. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that, so I just decided to go the opposite way. Kids can grow up thinking that there's something wrong with them. They can isolate themselves, and they can also keep themselves from really good social relationships and making friends because they think that they're a freak. There's been constant feelings like, in my life, where I felt like there was just this big secret about me that everyone else knew that I didn't. And it made me feel very insecure. It kept me from actually developing friendships with people. It was bad. It was, it was very bad. Another is selfish wishes. I've never heard this from my parents, thank God. Here are some. Uh, I wish you were never born. I wish I had an abortion. I wish you were a different child. This is something along the lines of an abusive parent. A verbally and emotionally abusive parent. Maybe even physical. They could be saying this when they hit their child or something like that. This is very dangerous. Uh, if you're saying this to your child, please stop, scum. Like, what the heck is wrong with you, for one? Be a good parent. Love your child. Okay? This makes the child think that they shouldn't even exist in the first place. This can also lead to suicidal tendencies and suicidal thoughts. This shatters their self-worth and identity. And makes them feel like they're not loved and valued. You're a burden is, an, is the next one. You're too expensive. You cost me too much money. Suffer hearing those words again. And sometimes they even resort to being abusive themselves and stealing just to get what they need. 
this doesn't give the child any self-esteem. They feel like they have to be a copy of their sibling, and they don't have a very good relationship with their sibling because of this comparison. Because there's envy as well with this. Another is unhealthy comparisons, like, why can't you be like your sister, or why can't you be like your brother? Parents who have financial problems should never project that upon their children. Because those children who actually do understand, you know, the hardships that parents go through financially, some kids are pretty bright, okay? They will feel like they are a burden. They will hide their needs, maybe even hide that they're sick because they don't want to suffer the wrath of their parents. They don't want to show that their children should have their own individual identities because they're different. Threatening abandonment. That should be encouraged to, um, I'll leave you. You'll wake up and never find me. Well, this is very dangerous as well. You're giving your kid abandonment issues. I don't care how unruly your child is, you should never say this to your children. Okay? This is terrible. Something that me and Terrence have kind of talked about and really want to live by as parents in the future is you love your children... Okay, you show your children love from 1 to 10 years old. Once they are 10 years old, you still show them love, but you also show them discipline and hard work. And when they do something wrong, you ground them. Okay. Showing a child love and how you should love your spouse, like... I want to constantly show that I love my husband in front of my children because I want them to also know that this is how you should treat your future spouse. This is how you should, you know, treat your girlfriend. This is how you should treat people. They can be also untrusting. They can have trust issues in relationships. Whenever they get married, um, they fear that their spouse is going to leave them. Showing them that love, that unconditional love, is very, very important for a healthy child development. So, that is my podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying home and staying safe. Me and Terrence are praying for everyone. Everyone that's listening. So, love you guys.